Welcome to Showtime Burnett Sports Talk Show. We're just going to jump right into it today on this Thursday morning. And we have a special guest joining us today. And he's one of my favorite of all time. Just wanted him to come on the show. Uh, I would like to welcome Mr. Diego Francesca. How you doing today, sir? And welcome to the show. I appreciate it, Jeremy. Man, it's doing great, man. Thanks for having me here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're just going to jump right into it today. Hey, let's talk about who Diego Francesca is. Let's talk about your childhood growing up. What was that like growing up uh, as a kid, uh, you know, just in the world, just trying to find himself as a, as a young boy or as a man? That's a good question. Um, well, growing up here, like, it's, it's seen everything. To be honest, it's seen like everything was split. I mean, when I came home, like, man, I, mean, I came here at a young age, like one or two. I came from Mexico, from Guadalajara, and then we ended up in uh, California. Mm-hmm. And then from like, to like three or four, we moved over to Chicago, and we didn't let, we didn't uh, stay there too long. It was about like six months or a year or so. Right. And when I was five or six, we came down here to Indy. Mm-hmm. But thing, I always grew up in a in a Hispanic household, Mexican Mexican father, Mexican uh, mother, and we. Like everything at home was in Spanish, right? But when it came here to being in school, it was all English. So I had I struggled like with all elementary school. I did struggle with uh just picking up onto like onto a new language because I was so used to Spanish. Everything was Spanish, and then so it kind of it, it made I can say it kind of made me like more of an outcast. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just wanted to fit in. That's oh. my whole thing. I just wanted to fit in. Right. And right. then I ended up really I just like I, I feel like I ended up. When, like prevailing meaning I found I found people actually related to or was close to mm-hmm. uh, I have great connections like great friendships that, right. that lasted me throughout the years but that's the thing it's always like feeling like feeling like you're on the outside looking in but at the same time it's like it's alright to be on the outside right 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 and I, yeah that's that's good man um just gonna jump back into it so do you um let's talk about do you have any brothers or sisters any siblings yeah actually yeah I got a a younger brother, he's, he's crazy, man. He's a he's a sophomore now in, in, in high school. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his name's Adrian. Okay. And then I also have a younger sister. Uh-huh. Oh, she's adorable, man. She's a I think she's in first grade now. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. And then her name's Alondra. I just have two two younger siblings. Right. So in a household, uh, in a in a in a uh, diversified household, meaning you speak two different languages, um. How did you and your brothers and sisters get along as far as just, you know, with other people or other, you know, kids in the neighborhood? Did you have any trouble or how was that growing up? I think it was different. Um, yeah, I could say it was different, but it wasn't too, it wasn't too, like, too bad because we were, we were just kids. So at the same time, it was a lot of diversity within, well, at least my neighborhood mm-hmm. and the people I grew, grew up along with and the people I related to more. It was like, I, I had, like, many, uh, like many, many friends growing up, like I remember one thing I just knew. For example, in sports class, all I knew was soccer. Right. And then I, we went to the park, uh-huh. and I see everybody playing basketball, and I, I, I can't even, I can't even barely drill my right, can barely switch it to my left. I what? couldn't. So I had it, and if I want to make friends, I realized no one to play basketball. No one, nobody wanted to play soccer. Right. Everybody wanted to go ahead and play basketball. So I'm like, all right, I'll start learning how to dribble. I'll develop a shot. I'll start. Then I start meeting people, like, like looking at people like Kobe Bryant, right. and like, you know, like. It, you know, like the like the uh, the pace of growing up with like Ron Artest and right, all that. Right, right. Yeah, so I had to uh, you know develop something new, just get out of my comfort zone. Right, right. And that was like the best relationships I ever had. That's that's good. That's good. Now, 
How did you get into, how did you get involved with boxing? Was that at an early age or that's something that when you got to a certain age, you just said, I wanted to try that out? See, that's it. Really, it was just trying. Mm-hmm. The thing is just try. And then, but what, it didn't really, like when it, came, when it came to soccer and stuff like that, I just, I want, I like more. I like contact sports. Mm-hmm. That's why I came, I, uh, I ran across football. But when it came to boxing, there was, it was something special to me because I realized, well, my dad was always at work and then like, when uh when he was gone, I know my mom would come. Or when my dad's here, like I know my mom was gone. So it's kind of, but the only time we were always together was when like Julio right. Cesar Chavez or Oscar De La Hoya was fighting. Every Saturday, we'll even like family that we wouldn't even, uh, or just like family friends. Right. My house would be packed. Our little apartment would be packed. Exactly. And everybody was together watching fights. And I, I, I found that kind of odd. But at the same time, like everybody's like glued to the TV, spending quality time, like looking at a fight or having one thing in one thing in common right. and I don't know that really that really motivated me it inspired me right right well that's motivation in itself and just to top it off you also played on the Marion County Crusaders semi-pro football team hey we're going to get into that after we take a commercial break this is your man Showtime Marnett on the Showtime Marnett Sports Talk Show we're live with Diego Fonseca we'll be back right after this And we're back live at the Showtime Marnett Sports Talk Show. This is me, Showtime Marnett. Today's guest is Diego Francesca, a Mexican boxer, also a semi-pro Marion County Crusaders football player. So we're just going to jump right back into the show. Hey, so Diego, let's talk about this boxing. Now, you're, you're really serious with this boxing. Take us through your, your you know, this, what made you want to, just become a boxer, you know, out of out of all things. I know you mentioned earlier about the, you know, when you were younger, you used to watch the fights, Oscar De La Hoya fights with your family, with, who are very supportive of you. And now that you have this, um, you know, now that you're in your own lane, you know, this is something that you want to do. And a lot of people think it's easy to get into that boxing ring. And I want you to tell the listeners that what it, what does it take to become a boxer mentally and physically? like it's very easy to do i definitely have even though there's a lot of egos involved mm-hmm. i think i have respect for anybody that steps into the ring but with that being with that being said it's it goes a long way you got to really break yourself down and then really keep going keep pushing down your arms your legs are going to be gone quicker than you might think even whether you're 200 you're 200 and you're and you're like you're feeling good mm-hmm. or whether you're just starting out you're like but like 150 wet like wet wet boots and wet clothes like right. it, it definitely will break you down and you have to and you, you just have to keep keep pushing through that because because only you only you it really gets you gets you knowing your body more than better than you ever know right you think you'll go up the stairs and say you're carrying the groceries right you can go up the stairs like hey i'm winded now that's like you're, that's just a warm-up that's not even a warm-up that's right. just that's just your body continuously putting pressure on itself. Right. It's a mental thing more than anything. You can be a tough guy out there, but you you really won't last long. It's more mental than anything. That's the hardest part. Right. Just telling yourself, you just keep learning. Mental is a, is a tough thing. Mental, uh, the mentality to have boxing is kind of like you have to have a, you know, you have to have a sense of just 
you know, I want to get in there and, 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 and box, you know, I want to put my hands up and I want to throw these fists because I feel like this is something that I'm good at. You know, a lot of people, you know, look at you and look at other boxers and feel like, well, they can get into the ring, but there's always a mental struggle. Can you give us a time or a period when you were training and it was just like, I'm not going to say it was so hard that you wanted to quit, but it, it made you think about why you were training. Could you give us a, an example about that? Um, actually, yeah, when I was, uh, this was my, my first Golden Gloves, I was competing in 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember my first fight was coming up uh, April 4th, and it was it was beginning like the end of March. I, mean, I already know it's coming up. I already know who, honestly, the guys I'm facing around like at 141. And the biggest thing with me, like that's why I got got my friend Dale Corbin here with me, mm-hmm. is the biggest thing would be will be diet. I'm like, well, me, I can say like. I can like focus into boxing, focus into training, do it in two a day, that's fine. But when it came was dieting and cutting, cutting weight, I was never really used to that because I used to play football. You know, the bigger size you are, the better, you know, the better you'll fill out on the shoulder pads and you'll feel better on the field. But when it came to cutting down weight, mm-hmm. that's what really, it was a whole different game plan for me. Right. Because I was like, I wasn't really too knowledgeable about it. I would just drink waters and I remember those little, uh, little tiny oranges, man. I used to peel them. That's the only thing I'll eat all day. And just trying to cut weight, trying to cut weight, until I had to reach out to a couple of friends. Like Daniel, like Daniel was at Ben Sims at the time studying, mm-hmm. studying uh, sports physics, and then he knew a lot about nutrition too. Stuff that I didn't even know, like simple stuff. But like I just really would I never read like the back of like a like a like a calorie count or anything. <laughs> never read the back of it. Right, right. But he uh, he's like, no, I actually pay attention to that, and it'll be so much easier. So it's like something that um, I just like always looked out for tips, and he always like kept me on track too. But that's the biggest thing where I had to. I will same thing with my girlfriend. I even feel that too. Like I'll come home just angry for no reason. Right. Why? Because I haven't ate. You know, I'll, I'll get off like you know. You need a snicker. <laughs> I'll get off from work, and, I, and I'm like, I don't want to say, oh, you like, I like, oh, we didn't have no food ready, but because I couldn't eat, I couldn't eat like the things I wanted. I right. grew up in, I grew up in Mexican household. You know, you have tortillas with every meal, and and I was just like that cut weight, that little that discipline. Right. That, that's that'll definitely. That'll definitely get to you. It so, made me reconsider, like, why am I doing this? Right. So talk about, you said you mentioned Daniel. So let's talk about Daniel and what he's meant to you as far as implementing a good strategy, as far as keeping a balanced weight. What does he tell you that you need to do? Or what is it that he's mentioned to you that you need to do in order to maintain a certain weight? Like, when me, like, foods, especially, like, I... Like uh, right now I'm getting the hang of uh, you know, just cooking, just cooking and everything, get, getting ready. I thought, okay, pot. Well, I was heard was a pasta before a game. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll give you plenty of energy. But that's as far as I knew. Now he uh, he broke down like like the type of foods that will actually be be good for me, healthy for me. The the the, the type of foods that will like that I, I thought was healthy at the time, but really are just fatty foods. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing, like make you get rid of, like when you're trying to shed uh, shed weight right. weight down. He, he made it simpler to me. Actually, he can. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Daniel. So, what what is it that you what is it that you do to get Diego in the right mindset when he's up against a challenge or an obstacle? Since I knew him for a long time, I already know how he thinks about uh, what boxing and how he needs to lose weight and stuff. Mm-hmm. And with me. I also did a, like the nutrition classes and all that, so I, and I do read the back of the bottles. Okay. And 
So you're very mindful about the nutritionists and things that go into into the athlete's body. Now, what did you say your degree was in? Exercise science, pre-athletic training. And how? And, and, and what's the logistics, or how long does it take for you to, to accomplish the degree in that field? I got an associate's, and then I was going for a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. But when I first got my, well, I'm going for a bachelor's, but I was informed that and, uh, we need more than a bachelor's now. Mm-hmm. We got to take it to uh, school, like graduations, grad school mm-hmm. now to get a doc, not a doctorate, a master's right. or a doctorate, I think. And after that, I think that's it. But it's six years altogether. Oh, wow. Six years. So six years you've been focused on accomplishing your your goal and getting this degree and also being friends with Diego, who is a boxer. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm astound and kind of just excited to hear you talk about, you know, the nutrition, you know, the different things that he had. No, hold on. What are some of the things that you implemented in Diego's diet or does he have a diet? Or does he have certain things he can and cannot eat? I want to know it all. Yeah, it was like with the whole pasta thing. Right. I told him to like, instead of eating spaghetti or lasagna or stuff like right. that, you can eat rice and just like plain rice and salt. And then also chicken, like fish, a lot of the foods that, yeah, you can put in a tortilla, but you also want to stay away from like the bread and all that stuff. So what does bread do to you? Because I, I love bread. And it's like, I, I'm thinking that I'm trying to gain weight because I eat like, you know, almost a loaf in, a, in, in two or three days. But obviously, it's, I'm not gaining. So maybe I need to touch up with you on the nutrition thing. Yeah, with bread, is bread is a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like when your body has enough, sh- like enough sugar. It stores the rest of the sugar. Like after it's done storing sugar, mm-hmm. it's just the rest turns into fat. So mm-hmm. if you eat a lot of bread and then, like, let's say you drink a Gatorade, right? Carbs and all that and, and sugar, you really shouldn't be that high. Like really, if you was a boxing and stuff and trying to maintain weight, like yes, you should keep track track of your calories lost and then your calorie intake, and on top of the carbs, the proteins, the fats, like it's all portion instead of just saying, yeah, I I ate bread and every every single meal today. And then I also drunk like a a Gatorade because then now you have, yes, you probably did add a lot of protein and stuff in there, Mm -hmm. but all that bread and sugar adds up. It's fatty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you might think you're eating the right things and like, oh yeah, all I had was like a tortilla wrap for all this. But at the end of the day, it's still, you got to look at the back of the label, see how many carbs, and you got to, that's why usually I would have a watch that tells me the calories I burn. Right. So I can sit there and be like, okay, I do have enough to eat this bread, or I don't have enough to eat this bread. So you can adjust your meal based off your day, because workouts workouts change. Sometimes you go hard, sometimes you don't. It goes off of how your body feels. So basically, so will your diet like some days you'll be able to eat more calories some days you won't see that was one of my biggest misconception too I, well especially in high school because you know your, your body's just now you still you still it's still you're, just, like, you're, you're still training your body still, in high school right yeah so like I, my, my biggest thing was like hey i'll work out two three times a, two, three times a day i can eat whatever i want though because i'm still my own body i'm still seeing results i'm seeing body, like my body weight change but i, I can still keep um, i know what to do i thought i had it all covered now, like, when, once I hit, like, 20, 22, 23, 
hey, it starts like you know, you'll, you'll start feeling that difference too with your body. Right. And so that's when I realized, hey, I, I'm like, I need help. I can't keep keep acting like I'll, I'll still go to the gym and then burn everything, and then and then still still keep those same habits. Right. Biggest thing was breaking those habits, and Daniel Daniel helped me how to how to break it down and and like make better decisions. Right. That's really it. Like same thing with like I'll start off with a cheesy omelet. I love scrambled eggs. Sorry, cheesy, I'm like, and so is that, is that is that eating cheese on an omelet early in the morning? Not saying that it's bad, but it, uh, Daniel, how is that? Is that good for him? Yeah, you just also gotta take into the consideration like the cheese and the portion size. Because like with me, mm-hmm. when I was working out a lot and doing all that stuff, I used to cook six eggs. I like put six eggs in my omelet, where other people would probably only put a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like. I was going back then based off of my protein, and I was spending five hours in the gym. Wow. So I'm like, way. So, yeah, I knew I was like, six eggs is, I probably burnt that within the first hour and a half or so, like at first, like two hours. And then that would just be me eating an omelet meal. And then I still have like a lot of calories that I could eat, but I just don't. Right. And right. stuff like that. So, yeah, it just depends on what you do throughout the day because if, if I wasn't gonna work out for five hours, I probably would take away. I'll probably only use like three eggs, take away the cheese, and right? Add some like spinach or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. Hey, that's Daniel right there, and he's just giving us a tutorial about uh, Diego's nutrition as far as what he can eat, what he can't eat, the intakes and different things like that. You're listening to Showtime, our next sports talk show, the podcast. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. We're back live at Showtime, our next sports talk show. This is Showtime, our And my guest today is Diego Francesca in his nutritionist Daniel and so Francesca um we want to jump back into the into the boxing um you've watched a lot of fights you've you've been around um my thing is if you had to emulate a fighter or pattern a boxer that you like to emulate who would that be and why that's a really good question because the thing is um, I get inspired from a lot of many, many fighters, right. many different style of fighters. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, um, there was a quote by by Mayweather, man. He said, "There wasn't a fighter, or a fighter I wanted to be like. Some days I wanted to be a fight like Leonard. Some days I wanted to fight like Hagler. Other days I want to be a killer like Mike Tyson. My job is to put it on the box, shake it up, and see what we come up with. And I feel like I took I took that motto too. Mm-hmm. And I see many many different fighters, even fighters I don't look like, maybe fighters that completely different for me like I always wanted like 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 step inside walk like walk down my target like Lomachenko right. I also want to make a statement like Canelo and then I also but sometimes I just want to let them fly like I was like Javante Davis I don't there's a lot, there's a lot of fighters out there that just, I don't know I, I definitely respect what they do yeah. I def, and I try to like break down their, their footwork see how they step here how does Lomachenko get to this way and then get to the other angle without the other guys still right. you know still, still trying to figure them out here, let me read. Patience. Let me read a quote that you that you that you wrote. Um, you said that I studied many legendary champions, but there wasn't one fighter I wanted to be like. Sometimes I want to let them fly like Sugar Ray. Another day I want to walk them down like Tyson. Then even when my legs are gone, I want to be precise like Canelo. 
I said I'm gonna put a little bit of every one of them into a box, shake it up, see what we come up with. Now, that was a post that you made and, and that was kind of piggybacking off of the question that we just talked about. And that, that's kind of good because, you know, when you, when you can put your characteristics and emulate different people or different styles that, that, that you can, that you can uh, not, or, you know, consume within yourself, um, it, it puts you in a, it puts you on a platform to where others can see you and others can judge to see whether or not either they want to compete with you or they don't want to compete with you as a boxer. And then just looking at your workout. Now, where do you work out at? Um, right now, um, I'm either, like, when I, I get off work, if not around 536, I'll go to IBG on, it's on Emerson and 23rd. Mm-hmm. And, or if not, I, I live over here closer to Speedway on 38th, so I'll go to Anytime Fitness on Lafayette. The reason I like there is because they got a little workout room in the back, and they have about six bags, and nobody goes in there. So I'm like, this is perfect, it's all me. So every time I go there, this I get my own little room that right. that's working. That's what's up, man. I, I, I appreciate you uh, stopping by on the show today. You and your nutrition. Daniel, appreciate both of you guys stopping by and chopping it up with me on the Showtime on that sports talk show. Hey, is there anything that you want to say, Diego, before you leave? And then I'll get to you, Daniel. Actually, I, I really, AJ, I really appreciate you having me, man, given mostly I, I, I like what you do, man. You're like to the voice of that. We don't really have like a really platform to speak on or even like semi-pro like a lot of people didn't know about about semi-pro and i know like when i first started out semi-pro when i was 19 and i found them i just wanted to play opportunity to play and it's like platforms like this like podcasts like this that like it reaches the young audience reaches many audience like because for me i thought after high school like i'll never play again so i just kept kicking field goals but then I ran to the Crusaders, and now I ran a whole different league that are coming, coming across. And mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of opportunities out there that people need to know. Right. And I feel like a platform like this is excellent for it. Well, hey, and man. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful you having me, man. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you joining the show. And, hey, we'll do this again. We're going to link up. And, Daniel, the nutrition, what is it that you want to say to the people out there who are not eating healthy? I would say if you're not eating healthy and you want different results like with your body or like physically, I would just say you are what you eat basically. Mm -hmm. So if you work out good and then you eat like all this greasy food, yes, you can feel good when you're in the gym working out. But it's it's gonna be like that first, like you know, the first day in the gym is always the hardest. Hardest man. It's gonna be like that every time because all the food in your stomach and grease. So if you just keep on eating all the bad stuff but going to the gym yes you'll see like muscle building mm-hmm. and then you can probably go to be a strong man because that's what the strong men do like they don't care what they eat they right. may have to eat a lot but if you have like a specific goal like Diego here like to be a boxer and stuff and you have to maintain weight you have to watch what you eat okay well hey I thank you guys for joining both of us and uh, hey we had a good time man hey thank you guys for joining us on the Showtime or Sports Talk Show everybody join us on Spotify this is going live thank you everybody for listening and have a good day Thank you for listening to Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show, the podcast. You can check it out on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker.audio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. 
Thank you once again for listening to Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show, the podcast.